With a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George, welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, kind of a light gray day outside our studios here at Quebec and 3rd. None of the snow flurries that they said we might be getting so far. Alan Wishart in the host chair as usual for a Wednesday. Steve on the board. And we are ready to go. It's time for our monthly check-in with the YMCA of Northern BC. And again today, I'm talking with CEO Amanda Alexander. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Not too bad. And yourself? Not too bad. Thank you. Good. Things. Now, do things gear up for the holiday season over at the Y, or do they slow down a bit? Oh, gosh. Well, there's there's a bit of busyness, certainly, around this time. You know, we had uh, the, uh, there's a reindeer um, cycle fit ride yesterday where people were caroling and hit the Zumba that, where they were um, Christmas holiday Zumba, and, and we do a yap um, lunch right. around Prince. So that's for our marginalized youth, and we do um, a, a large kind of lunch and gift, gifts, many gifts in our you know, many members of the public have been incredibly grateful with our um, our Christmas tree giving mm-hmm. the app. Mm-hmm. and uh, so there'll be lots of lots of gifts for um, the youth at risk in our community that we'll be handing out. So, so some good busyness, that's for sure. So now, this is the last time we'll be talking this year because it is December. So, looking back to 2021, I the first note I had was biggest challenge, but I think I kind of know what the biggest challenge was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think for many people, our biggest yeah. challenge was, was COVID. Absolutely, and um, you know, we. I think, like many many folks, we thought it might be an opportunity for you know some some more normal come the mm-hmm. fall. But um, I guess our lessons learned is that you have to continually kind of just keep up with what's thrown at you, and um, and but still importantly that um, our communities are still moving and needing us um, more than ever before and that you know that sense of connection and that sense of um, uh, community is more important than ever before and so you know we just continue to strive at the why of being able to do that within our public health regulations and that you know people need to know that what we're offering is safe but that we're also offering people an ability in our various um, programs and services to still connect and, mm-hmm. and, and feel engaged and, and feel a part of our communities. Now, I'm guessing with COVID and the fact that the restrictions on what people could and couldn't do, especially at fitness places like the Y, kept changing, you had to pretty much keep rethinking everything as you went along, didn't you? Absolutely. Um, you know, there are many of us that felt very connected to Dr. Bonnie Henry's <laughs> announcements and, and necessarily so to understand all the things that were required for us to change. Um, and so now here we are, um, the end of 2021, we're, you know, quite grateful for some of the things that we're still able to do. And I think that's you know, my personal reflection is celebrating the things at the end of the year that we're able to do now that mm-hmm. we weren't able to do um you know, last year. And so as much as there's a lot of anticipation around what 2022 holds, I think there's still a celebration. There's still celebrations to focus on around the things that we can do. 
And now I know during this past year, obviously, one of the things you did is almost like a new process was figured out which of the programs you could deliver from the Y or from Yap or wherever online. How much of that are you going to keep moving forward, even if the restrictions get loosened up more? Are there some of the programs where the online seems to actually maybe even work better? You know, um, people, and we've, we've done, we've been participated in some research around this mm-hmm. to better understand what people are wanting and needing as the pandemic evolves. Um, and for some of our services, um, virtual is really here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, people typically, and this is across the board from, you know, people are accessing um, Foundry. Uh, clearly, childcare is an in-person service, but... Um, but people have a present, a, a desire, definitely, to be with people. It, it's a real um, instinctual thing that we need. Yet that saying, um, virtual is here to stay, and it's, it's a really important option. So sometimes, you know, you might not have transportation to get to your local foundry center, or, or maybe... Um, maybe it's more confidential for you to, you know, connect with a counselor over the phone. Um, or maybe, you know, in these days, you know, you might have the sniffles and you're making the choice not to bring that into yes. the facility. And, but, yeah, you're still kind of feeling okay for a workout, you know, and then the why at home is, is a great um, alternative, right? Uh, or maybe it's just really cold. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like yeah. getting in my cold car. And yeah, so, I, yeah, I can stay home and do my exercises here online with the people from the why or I can drive into town with the car not warming up until I get there. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so, so there's been like some important pieces that have evolved. Um, they're still clearly what we hear from our community members that they're not, um, they will not replace in person, but mm-hmm. they are a good um, thing to have as an option. And so we'll continue to make sure those are, are part of all our programming alternatives where possible. And, um, yeah, here to stay. Yeah. Now, looking ahead to 2022, because it, it, I hate to say it, but it's coming up pretty quick. I know. Are there, I are there new programs the YMCA of Northern BC is looking at possibly bringing in next year? Well, we have two new programs that we have um, had what we call a soft launch this mm-hmm. fall. So that's the alternative suspension and foundry work. So alternative suspension is about youth that have been suspended um, who choose to go into programming to support, you know, what are the things that kind of led them into suspension and how, how best can we support that? So, And uh, Foundry Works is a, uh, a youth employment program. And so those will be... Um, those will be really coming out for a, a significant launch in the new year. We're also super excited about our Park House Child Care Center. So this will be a fabulous facility. It is just absolutely amazing. Oh, it's right. just in its finishing stages and will be opened in February of 2022 um, in our downtown core. So so great for our community members that work um, and potentially live in the downtown area that going to be able to um, access childcare uh, in the center of our community. So really excited about that as well. So you guys are getting more spread out all the time. Well, we are. I mean, we, we spread all the way up to uh, Fort St. James yeah. in the in the west and then over to um, many of the communities in the peace. And in, in Dawson Creek, we just opened um, uh, school-age programs this this fall, as well as um, uh, 
uh, Fort St. John and Chetwin. And so we're, you know, really thrilled to be doing this work. We're also working really intentionally with um, Northern Health in terms of trying to support them in a solution to retain, uh, recruit and retain um, essential service workers in the Northeast and, and a an extended hours uh, pilot. Um, we know that it's hard to get workers, particularly those um, who have very specialized services, and, and then even more so in the Northeast. And so we're eager to try and find a, a solution that might ensure that us Northerners have the same access to quality services, uh, because no matter where you live, um, it's important that we all have access to those essential services. Now, with a lot of the out-of-town facilities, the out-of-Prince George facilities you're talking about, are most of those, like the child care centers and things like that, are those held in a school so you don't have your own building that you have to worry about? Um, predominantly, um, it looks different in each mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. so it's really about um, what what possibilities are in the community and the partners that we're working with. So. They aren't, uh, none of them are YMCA-owned facilities, mm-hmm. but, for example, in Vanderhoof, we work out of the Integris Community Center. That's mm-hmm. um, a partnership between the District of Vanderhoof and the Integris Credit Union that's been, like, champions of um, of the YMCA and a, and a really good advocate, strong advocate for the need and importance of child care to uh, retain uh, people in our northern communities. Um so, uh, and then many in the Northeast are, are partnerships with uh, with schools. So there's different ways it can roll out, mm-hmm. um, depending on who, who's interested and willing and wanting to um, collaborate. Now, another facility, because you mentioned Vanderhoof, and that suddenly got me thinking, you guys are still in charge of the Vanderhoof Aquatic Center, aren't you? We are the operator yeah. for the District of Vanderhoof. Yeah, we're, so. we're thrilled to continue working with the District of Vanderhoof. And, um, you know, how great um, for the community to have such um, oh. an amazing facility. Um, and we're absolutely thrilled to be doing the operations in Vanderhoof. And I guess that, again, was one where this year, probably just about every week it seemed, okay, we can have this thing running for this many hours a day, but we can't have this one running. Then the next week it was, okay, we can have the other one running, but not this one. Yeah, <clears throat> it's interesting you say that, Alan, because I was um, hearing some research yesterday about one of the things in the pandemic that people want to know is, is your service open, mm, right? Yeah. So there's had to be so many compromises around hours, or, you know, whether that's you're going shopping or you're going to a restaurant or you're going to an aquatic facility. And and fair enough, um, I'm there Googling too. What are the hours and are you mm. open? And so, you know, um, operators have had to make some tough choices around uh, economic realities or around the impacts of the pandemic. And, uh, and as well, staffing shortages. You know, we can't have anyone working who has, um, uh, who's not feeling well, mm-hmm. and so uh, so it looks a little bit different for the person who's trying to go to these important services. So we really have lesson learned. Um, really important that we're we're making sure that information is available because it can be you know really frustrating if you don't know where you show up and the facility is not open. So now the YMCA, the main building, the YMCA in Prince George. What days are you closed over the holidays? Let's put. Let's do it the simple way. The simple way we are closed on Christmas Day. Okay, so you're open on New Year's Day. 
you know, Alan, that's a really good okay. question. I believe so. It's I, it's yeah. statutory holidays. Yeah. Uh, that hour. So okay. uh, Christmas Day has traditionally been the day that um, that we are um, that we get closed. Mm-hmm. And then probably Boxing Day as well, right? Because it, I believe it's a stat as well. Well, we do statutory holiday a holiday yeah. hours, so it's definitely shortened. Yeah. Okay. Now, if people want to get information as they go along about what hours you're open and everything, and all the information about what programs there are at the Y, what's the best place to get uh, the information? Yeah, the best place is at our YMCA of Northern BC uh, website, or you know, follow us on our social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, and you can find that information um, really easily. Um, super important that we let you know what that looks like. Yeah. Okay. Amanda Alexander, the CEO of the YMC of Northern BC, thanks for bringing us up to date. And have a happy holiday, and we'll talk to you next year. Absolutely. Sounds great. All the best to you, Alan. Okay. That'll uh, do that, and we're going to take a quick break and be back with more after 9. If you enjoy traditional country Christmas music, listen to the Country Cavalcade weekly through the Christmas. Join host Corey Walker Wednesday nights from 6 to 8 until Christmas, as well as special broadcasts 6 to 8 on Christmas Eve and 9 at noon on Christmas Day. You'll hear beautiful songs and stories from such artists as Gene Autry, Christy Lane, and Red Sylvine. That's the Christmas Country Cavalcade Wednesday night and Christmas Eve from 6 to 8 and 9 at noon on Christmas Day, only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. The Prince George Council of Seniors is in need of volunteers to deliver Christmas hampers to recipients' homes on Monday, December 20th. Volunteers must be double vaccinated for COVID, able to lift heavy grocery bags and climb stairs if necessary. A valid driver's license and reliable vehicles are also required. It's an ideal opportunity for families, couples, or friends to volunteer for this year's Christmas hamper deliveries. Email ld.pgcos at gmail.com or call 250-564-5888. With less than two weeks to go before Christmas, Salvation Army kettle donations are down across the province. In some communities, kettles are as much as 50% below last year's totals. With a goal of $5 million in B.C., the Christmas kettle campaign enables the Salvation Army to provide necessities like food, clothing, and shelter. On Saturday, Walmart Canada will match donations from individuals in select stores nationwide to a maximum of $100,000. Forecast from Environment Canada, mainly cloudy today with a 30% chance of light snow, wind up to 15K, a high of minus 11 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 15. Periods of snow tonight with more wind, a low of minus 16 with a wind chill to minus 24. For Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud, winds from the northwest at 20 gusting to 40 in the afternoon, a high of minus 14 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 26. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Now chatting with one of the busiest guys in Prince George, it can be very tough sometimes to track Norm Coin down and get a chance to chat with him, but we got it this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Norm. Hey, man, how are you? Well, if I can get my tongue untangled, I think I'm doing okay. Oh, right on. Yeah. And how are things going for you? Are, are you into a bit, speaking in Norm Coin terms, are you into a bit of a Christmas lull right now? 
Uh, no, I know. I don't ever really get into a lull. That, I, I know. Like when, when there's this many balls in the air, you gotta you yeah. gotta keep juggling. <laughs> so you so you like to give yourself maybe ten minutes off here, ten minutes off there, and then it's right back to it. Pretty well, man. I'll take Christmas off. Oh, good. So now, I think I lost track. There were what fourteen or fifteen different movies you were involved with this year in Prince George. Well, I, I mean, may, let's I may be real. Off. There was like there was three. Okay, um, but there was multiple projects. We actually. Uh, one that we haven't really spoken too much about, huh? or maybe I have, uh, is we actually shot what's called a sizzle reel at FanCon this year. Mm. So, uh, yeah, and Bob Bloomer uh, from the Food Network actually directed it. Wow. Yeah, so So, it's, so he um, is getting, so he shows up at FanCon, he's a celebrity chef, he got some camera time in one of the movies, and now he's directing stuff? Wow! Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, Bob is Bob is a, a big champion of Prince George. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I approached him with this idea that I had about a travel series mm-hmm. um, called Festies. And what it is is it's um, uh, oh. it's uh, Ming Chen and Ivy Doom Kitty, who are two of our regular fan right. guests. Uh, Ming Chen being from uh, a television show called Comic Book Men that mm-hmm. Kevin Smith uh, it was Kevin Smith's television show. Yeah. Ivy Doom Kitty being one of the biggest cosplayers in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's them co-hosting, uh, and they basically in every episode go and uh, visit, you know, a, a unique or bizarre festival. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, we didn't. Uh, our plan wasn't originally to launch it at FanCon, um, but I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, just kind of opportunistic, right? Yeah. And that, and you knew FanCon was going ahead this year. The way things have been going with COVID. You couldn't be sure from one week to the next whether some of the other cons were going to be going. Yeah, that's pretty well it, right? Like, I mean, I, I knew that I was stupid enough to uh, oh, pull the trigger and execute FanCon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think stupid is the right word. Yeah, yeah, hubris, okay. uh, something okay. like that. So three movies this year. Wow. Yeah, and that's crazy. three feature three feature length movies too, right? Like this? no, no. So oh. two features, one short. Okay. Um, that short though is is going to be extremely high profile um, when it drops. It's I, I I've seen like the first cut of it and it's going to mm-hmm. be a festival, darling. Wow. Okay. And that's all you're going to tell me about it, right? Uh, I mean, it, it's filmed already. It's yeah. called Within the Grip. Um, it's oh. with a filmmaker named Kate Crawl, who uh, I pursued to work with. I think she's going to be huge. I, she's already quite big. Yeah. Um, she her last film uh, was called uh, Portraits from a Fire which uh, went on to theatrical release, which is unheard of for, wow. for an indie film. Like, like I, I saw it in Kelowna in a theater. Yeah. Um, uh, but Kate is just, a, she's a dynamo. She was a, uh, the official videographer for the Dalai Lama in 2014. She's also like a, a, a wrestler. She's like, uh, she hosts these like insane burlesque shows. Mm-hmm. She has, a, um, she has a, a certificate in entertainment law. Like she's like she's really really um, quite well rounded and yeah. and I think that she's headed straight to the top. So now I was going to ask within the grip. I was thinking, okay, now that could be a movie about um, people working behind the scenes on movies, the grips, or it could be about wrestling or something else. What is it? Yeah, it's totally something else. <laughs> okay, okay, and now that's where you're going to stop, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, so the two feature films, let people know again, which ones were they? Okay, so that is A Great North Christmas. Yes. Um, which we <coughs> did a um, 
full-on red carpet screening at the yeah. Civic Center. It was a sold-out event fundraiser for um, Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation, right. and uh, so and it was it was well really well received. Mm-hmm. It's not available in Canada at this moment, um, but there is a deal in place. Um, so as soon as I have the details on that, I will share them. Of course, mm-hmm. um, it is released in the in the U.S. right now on Crackle. Okay. Um, which is a, a platform that has been purchased by the Chicken Soup for the Soul folks. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, they're trying to position themselves as the next kind of hallmark, I guess. Well, yeah, I was going to say hallmark or going back a few years and over to the other side of the pond, if you will, Merchant and Ivory. What's that? Merchant and Ivory, that was the same sorts of things. They did, like, historical dramas, very much in the English thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so not a lot of action films or anything, and that's what this sounds like, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think so, but I mean, like, I haven't really explored the platform because I'm I'm in Canada. (laughs) Yeah. But, but yeah, so, and then the other movie was uh, The Way to the Heart, which is the one that Bob Bloomer actually starred in. He he did me a favor and came up and and, uh, was, uh, uh, there was a character that was actually based on Bob. Oh, um, that he portrayed. So it wasn't that much of a stretch, really. No, I was you know, saying, so like, you're, you're casting, you're saying, okay, this character is based on Bob Bloomer. Okay, we need to get somebody who can be like Bob Bloomer. Hmm, yeah, who can we right? get? Oh, I got an idea. Yeah, exactly. So now, the way to the heart was the one where there was a, some of the scenes were shot at the farmer's market, correct? Uh, well, no, we actually built our own oh, farmer's okay, market. Right. Yeah. Um, there were vendors from the farmer's market yeah. that were there, but... Uh, we actually built our own farmer's market um, on site at Hubble Homestead. Okay. Oh, okay. And A Great North Christmas. If I remember correctly, that was the one where, incredibly, in Prince George, you had to bring snow into the downtown to film some of the scenes. Yeah, how crazy is that, <laughs> hey? Yeah, there was, like, people from your station who were actually shoveling snow for us. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was right outside our stu- studio. I mean, I'm sure there were a couple of our guests coming in for our shows and kind of looking at it and going... Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, totally, right? Yeah. So now, how difficult was it? Like, did you find that you really had to scramble a lot this year to get people to be able to work on the movies because of all the COVID restrictions and needing passports and stuff like that? Uh, it was easier than you'd think, oh. actually. Like, being, like, Prince George is, like, kind of almost per- perfectly situated for something like that because... Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like we're super concentrated. Like it would be more difficult mm. to shoot those kinds of films in a in a city like Vancouver, yeah. right? Where, you know, like you've you've got to pay attention to there being so many people around. Yeah, we ran those those crews pretty lean, and I mean, like lean still being. I mean, like oh. on uh, Great North Christmas, there was still like you know like 175 people that worked on that movie, Oof. but but not all at the same time, no. and right? And we, so we paid attention, and it was all a lot of it was shot out, outdoors, right? Yeah. Like it was very much a. Um, uh, like an outdoorsy type show, right? Like there's yeah. like sled dogs and and mm. skidoos and you know like all that kind of stuff. And the way to the heart, it sounds like a fair bit of that was outdoors as well, eh? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, a different season, right? Because that oh, yeah. one is kind of meant to happen in sort of you know late spring, early summer kind of yeah. thing when farmers markets are open. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, okay, Norm, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to take a look ahead to 2022 with you, if that's okay. Ooh, that sounds good. Okay, we'll be back with more After 9. 
The Prince George Council of Seniors needs drivers for their Meals on Wheels program. Drivers are needed one per week from about 10.30 to noon to deliver hot meals to homebound clients. To volunteer, you must be double vaccinated for COVID, have friendly manners, a valid driver's license, a reliable vehicle, and go through a criminal record check. For, for more information or to volunteer for Meals on Wheels program, email nicole.pgcos at gmail.com. Family Caregivers of BC's Caregivers Connect meets the second and fourth Thursday of each month. This virtual support group brings people from across the province together around a mutual experience of caregiving for a family member or friend. It's a time for reassurance where caregivers can realize they are not alone. Pre-registration is needed for each session. Registration and full details are available through familycaregiversbc.ca. Caregivers Connect, BC's virtual caregiver support group, the second and fourth Thursday of each month from 2 to 3.30. Life Sciences BC is hosting their third annual Career Connect Day, Friday, January 21st. This full-day event will help connect life sciences companies and organizations from across the sector with university and college students and STEM job seekers. For full details and to register, click on the Career Connect Day link through the events calendar at lifesciencesbc.ca. It's Life Sciences BC's third annual Career Connect Day, Friday, January 21st from 9 to 5, presented by Biotalent Canada through Excel Events. With less than two weeks to go before Christmas, Salvation Army kettle donations are down across the province. In some communities, kettles are as much as 50% below last year's totals. With a goal of $5 million in B.C., the Christmas kettle campaign enables the Salvation Army to provide necessities like food, clothing and shelter. On Saturday, Walmart Canada will match donations from individuals and select stores nationwide to a maximum of $100,000. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Norm, you were saying three movies shot this year in Prince George with your involvement. 2022, are you looking for that same number? Are you looking for more? What's happening? Oh, there will probably be more than that. Okay. Um, and it's not just us anymore, right? Like, there mm. are other folks now that uh, they've seen the viability mm. of Prince George's shooting location and... Uh, so, you know, like there's there's other potential projects that are in the works. Um, but, I mean, I expect definitely there will be more than three. Okay. And I guess the other thing people can look at now when they look at Prince George is they see, like, Great North Christmas, The Way to the Heart, and this other movie you're not saying anything about within the grip. And they're saying, okay, they've got people there who know what they're doing when it comes to working on the movies as well. So we don't have to worry about bringing up a whole bunch of crew members from wherever we're coming from. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if we had a film school in Prince George? Oh, okay. Now, the way you said that, I'm just wondering, is, has there, do you know, have there, have you or anybody else been in conversation with anybody about that as a possibility? There have definitely been conversations about that. Okay. Wow, okay, and again, we're just going to leave it at that, obviously, because it's still in the early stages, I'm guessing. Ah, uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> okay, Norm, you really know how to make sure that I have to get you back on the show later, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, hey. Now, can you say anything, like, are you have you got any movies that you will definitely be working on in, say, early 2022? Uh, not until, like, we had one that we were going to shoot in March, but mm-hmm. we're moving it back, I think, till June. Okay, so it's obviously um, not a winter scene. Yeah, and then um, there is, 
at least two more for next, um, like, winter mm-hmm. in Prince George um, that, that we have confirmed. So, okay. I mean, like, that's, that's three there. The only thing that, like, for the June one, um, like, the dates have shifted a little bit just uh, um, because of, um, like, availability of, of specific crew and mm-hmm. cast and all right. that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's one of the things that you had sort of a bit of a break on this past year. I hate to say it's a bit of a break, but because of COVID, it probably wasn't as difficult to get, in t- to get a hold of the people who you maybe wanted for the films because they might not have been working as much as they normally were because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's, uh, I mean, even just getting Bob Bloomer across the border oh. um, was uh, was a headache yeah. all uh, in and of itself, right? Like, it's not, uh, I mean, it's starting to loosen up now a mm-hmm. bit. Um, but, I mean, like, he had to he had to come in, isolate, like, in Prince George for, like, 14 days. Yeah. Which, what well, we we were really lucky because uh, if, if you or any of your listeners know... Uh, a fabulous real estate guy named Clint Dahl. Mm-hmm. Clint Dahl actually donated the use of his cabin on Glucas uh, Lake. Uh, and so Bob basically was lakeside for two weeks. He said it was like one oh. of the best vacations he's ever had. I was going to say, that's a really tough isolation, that one. Right? And the other thing was, and he probably appreciated this as well, was it really gave him a chance to just look at the script again, make sure that he knew exactly what he was doing. And was he? He was a culinary consultant on the movie as well, wasn't he? Yes, absolutely. Um, so the, everything, all the food that you see in the movie, Bob mm. made it. Wow! So it wasn't just like he was working with other people on making the the food. He was making the food himself. Yeah, wow. yeah. Bob likes to get in there and get his hands yeah. all messy, right? So Jeez. yeah. So now, can you say anything about what types of films these are? Because again, the two these two last films, Great North Christmas, The Way to the Heart. Both sort of, as you say, kind of feel-good, Hallmark movie-type films. Is that what you're looking at at this point for 2022, or is there something well, else happening? Yeah, I mean, like, a little bit of that, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, the winter movies, um, one is more of, like, a thriller, mm-hmm. um, but the other one is um, Christmas, but it's not a Hallmark-style Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. Um, so, but it's uh, more like a comedy. Okay. And then um, the uh, the one in June is a very much a, a thriller. Like, it's borderline, borderline horror. Oh, that's what I was about to ask, because I was going to say, what are there any genres that you'd be interested in? Because I know the one movie you did, this was a few years ago now, obviously, was The Doctor's Case, which was very much a mystery, Sherlock yeah. Holmes type thing. Now you've done a couple of... Rom-coms. I guess sort of rom-coms. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. And now you're ta- starting to talk about doing a couple of thrillers. Is that a genre that you're kind of thinking, okay, we haven't done a thriller up here yet. Let's do one. Yeah, I mean, very much. The uh, I mean, within the grip is is a bit of a thriller, um, but that's short too, right? Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, thriller. I would love to get to a point where we could make a really badass science fiction movie. Oh, uh, it's just because that's like that's like my favorite. Yeah. Um, and I mean. We would be idiots not to do some sort of a western in Barkerville. Oh, yes, like that's just like that's low hanging fruit. Yeah, because I mean, you already used the Barkerville for the Doctor's case, and all that basically was was just Victorian era England, basically. Yeah. So you yeah. use Barkerville for that without even touching on the western stuff. 
and you could do Old West out there, or you could do a more modern Western just with other places around Prince George. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So that's something that you're obviously... So the one in June, then, is it... Have you basically got everything ready to go in terms of the people who are going to be involved? I'm not going to ask for names, but have you no, got No, that's the okay. Ca- that's okay. I mean, I, I use kind of my same crew all the time. I mean, that's okay. kind of part of being, um, you know, like yeah. a, a good leader, I guess, is putting together your team. And, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, like these these are family to me, right? So yeah. um, as far as casting, we are currently in conversations Um, and like the, the folks that we, um, that the conversations are kind of in and around are definitely people that, um, general public would know. Okay. So you're going to be casting Tom Hanks and JLo, right? Well, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't it? Have you ever been in a movie together? That sounds like a winning formula. Yeah. It'd be an interesting one because yeah, it would, uh, you might be onto something. Maybe you should be a producer. No, 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 no. Director maybe, but not a producer. No, no not even a director. I, there's no way I would want to do anything like that. So are the movies, especially the June one, let's talk about that one first, because even though it's six months away yet, is that one where you're looking at again having some scenes shot in actual Prince George where you may have to, like you've done before, get the city to close off a streets or something for you? Uh, I mean, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Those are those are things that we'll have to do for sure. Yeah. So again, that's something you work with the city, you let people in the area know as well, okay, we're going to be having to, like, you know, we're going to have the street closed. If you want your business to be open that day, that's great. We don't mind having people walking up and down the street, but the street will be closed. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Norm, quick question. Do you have Another few minutes. Sure. Okay, because I just realized we've gotten this far, and we haven't even touched on FanCon coming up. So we'll do that after the break, and that's after 9. Cool. Engage your board and align their work with organizational values and vision with Advantage Points, Board's Fundamentals, Roles, and Responsibilities. A highly effective and engaged board has clarity around roles and responsibilities and aligns their work and performance with organizational values and vision. Registration, cost, and full details are available through the training link at advantagepoint.ca. Board Fundamentals, Roles, and Responsibilities, January 18th from 5.30 to 8.30 through the advantagepoint.ca. The Salvation Army has launched a massive emergency response effort to help victims of the worst B.C. flooding in recent history. Emergency units are on the ground in six of the hardest-hit communities, providing food, hydration, shelter, clothing, and blankets to first responders, evacuees, and flood victims. The Salvation Army also has launched an emergency flood relief appeal. Help out by making a safe and secure donation at SalvationArmy.ca slash Flood or by calling 1-800-SALARMY. United Way of Northern BC has partnered with Coastal GasLink to provide funding to critical programming and services in 16 communities in the region. The Coastal GasLink Legacy of Giving Fund aims to remove barriers by providing funding to address local socioeconomic issues. Not-for-profit agencies have through December 20th to submit their completed applications. For more information on the Coastal GasLink Legacy Fund, visit unitedwaynbc.ca slash cgl lgf 2022 or call 250-561-1040. 
Forecast from Environment Canada. Mainly cloudy today with a 30% chance of light snow. Wind up to 15K, a high of minus 11 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 15. Periods of snow tonight with more wind, a low of minus 16 with a wind chill to minus 24. For Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud. Winds from the northwest at 20 gusting to 40 in the afternoon, a high of minus 14 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 26. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George. You're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. So Norm Coyne, I'm trying to remember 2020 FanCon didn't happen, did it? Uh, That's correct. It did not happen. 2021, this past year, it did happen, and it was reasonably close to normal. Uh, well, I mean, it was a third of the attendance that we usually see. Well, yeah. but, uh, as far as you know, it, it being you know the, the you know run the same way and yeah. and the same kind of fun and that oh. fabulous stuff. Yeah, and high drinks and everything. Yeah. Now, FanCon Northern FanCon twenty twenty two. I've seen again. I've seen a couple of little teasers that you've been putting out for us. So, first off, what are the dates? Because I'm pretty sure you've got those established. That is Friday the 13th in May uh, through to Sunday the 15th in May. You're starting a convention on a Friday the 13th. Yeah, dude. We like to press our luck. Does, does that – is that something you can possibly play off of a little bit for the opening day as well? Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, I was just thinking you, know, you could have some special events or some giveaways or whatever for people in attendance based on the fact that it's Friday the 13th. Yeah, jeez. I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. Well, if you're lucky, a couple of the cosplay people will come dressed up as, like, the black cat. Oh, yeah, that right. That would make perfect sense. And I'm pretty sure there was a... I want to say there was a villain in the DC comics as well who, rela- who basically relied on giving people bad luck. But I can't remember his name right now. But, uh, no. So, May 13th to May 15th, CN Center again, obviously. That is correct. Now, are you... At this point, are you thinking main arena and concourse, or are you looking at possibly being in some of the other smaller arenas as well? Yeah, it'll depend. I yeah. mean, like, it'll depend on where we're at at mm-hmm. that point. But uh, I actually have a kind of a unique and crazy new idea. Uh-oh. Um, that, uh, yeah, that, that's usually, like, ends up costing us a lot of money. But, uh, <laughs> but um yeah, we basically, like, we, we may be introducing something new and completely different to FanCon that'll be, like, sort of in proximity. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, I feel like every time I tell you something, I'm like, well, I can't really tell you much more than I know. that. But. I know. And I've learned, you're so good at this, though, I've learned, don't push it. Yeah, just that's just awesome. leave it at that. Well, because I know I will be getting a chance to talk to you again later. And yeah, when you're ready to talk about things, you will. Now, have you got any of your special guests lined up for this year's FanCon? Um, yeah, I mean, we've we've already announced Tara Strong. Right. Who is uh, one of the biggest voice actors in the world. Um, mm-hmm. She's Her body of work, she has like 685 IMDb <sighs> credits or something like that. Like, she's... Uh, She's Harley Quinn on Batman Animated Series. She's uh, Raven on Teen Titans Go. She is, uh, I think, Twilight Sparkle on um, My Little Pony. Um, she's one of the Powerpuff Girls. So her, her body of work is, like, ridiculous. And, um, and I've been pursuing her for years. And it's nice to see that she's so focused and only plays one type of character, too. Yeah. I right? mean, Harley Quinn and a, powder, a Powerpuff Girl. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So... 
Um, and she was she was Miss Minutes on the new Loki series, which uh, oh. she's in the MCU. So she's like she's got a foot in both worlds. She's both DC and Marvel. Wow. Yeah. So so she's huge. Um, Ross Marquand, we have announced he mm-hmm. is uh, um, on currently on The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. he's Aaron on The Walking Dead. So yeah. The fellow with the metal hand. Um, I mean, I think he's still got a metal hand. I haven't watched the series in a little while, but, yep. um, uh, so he's been announced. We're going to try and bang off, uh, at least two more announcements before Christmas. Ah, okay. Um, but, uh, we'll see how that all goes. And yeah. then we have our hooks in somebody absolutely massive, um, but they wouldn't confirm before, uh, the holidays were over. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to announce that person in January. Okay, and from what you've been getting so far, a lot of the vendors and everything, a lot of them are saying, yeah, as long as we are able to, we're coming back. Oh, of course. Yeah. Everybody loves FanCon, man. Oh, I know. It's just so much fun. Again, I haven't been there for a couple of years, unfortunately, but I know whenever I've gone, the first thing you notice is you can't recognize half the people because they're dressed up in costumes. Exactly. Now, you usually are not dressed up, though, which is good. What, pardon me? You usually are not dressed up in a costume, so that's good. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I someday I should. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I just, like, I get too busy, and then and that's, like, just an extra element of, you know, like, yeah. something to do. <laughs> that, 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 I guess, would be the problem, is if you were dressed up in, as a, in cosplay, people who were looking for Norm because they were having a problem somewhere would have no idea where to find you. Well, I mean, my cosplay would have to be something that actually fits the, mm. the you know, like, yeah. the, I, I definitely wouldn't wear a mask. No. No. And I was thinking now, I guess, about the best you could do to avoid having too many problems would be Maybe they can dye the hair and maybe just dye half of it or something, leave half of it the way it is, because that's a very recognizable feature on you as well. Yeah, I guess so, eh? Yeah. Okay. So now, you so a lot of the same vendors coming. Are you looking at mostly the same sort of side events, if you will, that take place at FanCon, or are you looking at some new ones, not counting the one that you're talking about in proximity, because that sounds like it's something major, but some of the other ones, like I think you, in the past, you've had like trivia nights and stuff like that? Oh yeah, we'll be doing all that. Okay. Um, we, we will be, um, we will definitely 1 million percent uh, be bringing back the um, live rock band karaoke. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's celebrity karaoke, right. um, or rockyoke it's called, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, like last time that Bob Bloomer sang, um, you know, uh, Diener from Fubar sang, mm-hmm. Ming Chen sang, Mark Mir sang, you know, like, so, <clears throat> um, hey. so that's definitely something we'll be doing. I think probably on the Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, um, We've got actually one thing that we've introduced this year is we have regular three-day passes, and then we have our our VIP three-day passes, but now we've introduced a new tier called Premium, Um, and Premium um, qualifies you for, this is a new add-on for VIPs, but Mm -hmm. uh, Premium, you can qualify for it. Uh, It's called Conquest, and have you seen Squid Games? No, I have not. I may be just about the only person in the universe who hasn't. Okay, so it's a weird... We're kind of replicating in a in a weird way uh, Squid Games, except there's no murder or death or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and so it'll be an elimination bout where basically it's like uh, um, it, there's rounds, right, mm-hmm. and different challenges. And every 
uh, rounds, a few people get eliminated until there's one person left, and we have a, like an absolutely fantastic prize for that oh, person. Wow. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's something that's going to – now, will that, would that be taking place over the three days, or is that yeah. an event – oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. so you've got to be sure that uh, if you want to – take a chance on that you've got to make sure you got your three-day pass and that you don't book yourself solid with everything else yeah i mean very much this year actually here's a a scoop for you Uh oh um we haven't um we haven't actually released this yet um but um i actually this year um formed fancon into a non-profit society oh right yeah yeah so um just so that, like, the infrastructure is there whether or not I am, yeah. you know? Like, so so basically FanCon will keep going. Um, we have a, a, a board now. Um, I am actually, basically, I'll, I'll serve at least one term as the executive director. Right. Um, but uh, um, the board, basically, and myself have come up with uh, um, a, a lot of, like, kind of new and interesting plans, but we're also going to make sure that our our schedule is super dense where mm-hmm. you're, you're actually unfortunately going to have to choose between two amazing things. You'll, you like, yeah. you won't be able to see it all because there'll just be too much going on. Yeah. Um, just, uh, we've played it pretty safe before, but we just want to make sure that there's, there's just, uh, that this year in particular is explosive. Yeah. So there would be something for everyone at every minute of all three days. Yes, Exactly. And you're going to have to look at the schedule and go, okay, I'm going to take that one from column A, that one from column B, those two from totally, column C. Totally, just like the big Jeez. conventions do it, right? Yeah. And But again, you would still be able, obviously, to just claim your seat for the um, panel discussions and just stay there for the three days if you wanted to, right? Totally, you could. Yeah. It's funny because when you said that, I thought you said clean your suit. No. But both are, both are applicable. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I mean, we would like people to come in and, you know, wearing reasonably clean clothing because we're trying to have a, a high-class operation here. Yeah. And the, and the, uh, the stormtroopers will make sure that your suits are clean. Big time. Yes. Nolan Coyne, as always, great to chat with you. I've got a feeling we're going to be talking a little bit more as 2022 goes along. For sure, man. Okay. You have a happy holiday, and we'll talk to you next year. Happy holidays. Okay, take a quick break. Be back to wrap things up after 9. School District 57 has work for a Claytley Tanay First Nations artist. The opportunity is for the artist to work directly with the school district to design Indigenous art pieces to be displayed in and around local schools. Work will also include changing logos to Indigenous design. Interested artists can contact the Claytley Tanay Education Officer by emailing education at claytley.ca. That's a call for Claytley Tanay First Nations artists to work directly with School District 57. Deadline for interest submissions is Monday. January 17th. Leadership for virtual teams has introduced non-traditional skills for the most adept organizational leaders. Skills are put to the test when striving to engage and connect with team members to perform cohesively. Learn to engage your virtual staff and volunteers with a half-day workshop from Vantage Point. Registration and full details are available through the training link at thevantagepoint.ca. Engage your virtual staff and volunteers Thursday, January 20th from 9 to noon through thevantagepoint.ca. Still looking for a cool holiday gift this season? Celebrate this holiday season by giving the gift of a killer whale adoption. When you adopt a killer whale for someone special, you help protect whales like Springer and the ocean they call home. 
Once found alone and in poor health, rescued killer whale Springer is now thriving and recently found to be pregnant with her third calf. Help more whales like Springer thrive by adopting today. To find out more, visit KillerWhale.org. The Exploration Place has a new pop-up location at the Pine Center Mall. The scaled-down museum includes exhibits, fun and educational programs for school-aged children, and a gift shop section with merchandise including the popular Mr. P.G. Plushie. Plus, there's a festive Christmas display. All programs require pre-registration and COVID-19 protocols are in place. The museum is anticipating a grand reopening next year. But in the meantime, check out the Exploration Place at their pop-up location in the Pine Center Mall through mid-April. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And back to wrap things up, Alan Wishart, Steve Smith. And, well, let's talk, because we talked about this a little bit yesterday when we had a few minutes on the show, the Nutcracker. The Nutcracker. Reg warned me about talking about the Nutcracker because he said his understanding was they only had tickets left for one performance of the five. Well, I checked this morning... Now they have no tickets for any of the five. There you go. All five performances, Friday through Sunday, are now sold out. Again, restricted amounts of seats, but the Nutcracker, they would sell out anyways. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Marvelous Wonderettes are still on. Still and, going. Uh, that was the same website, actually, theaternorthwest.com's website for the tickets. And I didn't check every one of the performances from now until Sunday, but it looked like there were still some tickets available for the Marvelous Wonder Rats, and that's the Theater Northwest production featuring music. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> featuring music, some of which you would probably hear on our station because yeah, it's, it's, it's jukebox musicals. 50s, 60s, 60s yeah. and maybe even a, a little bit from the 70s. I'm not sure. So those are still underway. Uh, you can't get tickets for the one. You can for the other. <coughs> the Cougars facing face Vancouver Giants last night. One of the top teams in the uh, Western Hockey League. They are one of the top? Yeah. Huh? And beat them. And beat five them 5-3. Yeah. yeah. Got the lead early. And uh, I think it, Vancouver tied it up like two minutes later in the first period. But then the Cougars just kept going and ended up winning 5-3. to three. And that rematch is tonight. How's their record? I think they're still a little bit below 500. They're still under 5? But they've won at least, I think they've won four in a row now. Well, I thought they've been winning recently. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they've been winning recently. uh, Again, as I say, rematch tonight at CN Center, 7 o'clock puck drop, I'd be guessing, because that's what they always do. But again, a a sort of a strange one, because the Giants up for a midweek doubleheader. And I don't think these games were rescheduled. I think this was on the schedule to start with. Just, I guess. Different. Yeah. And, of course, a couple of weeks ago, there was probably some concern about whether or not they would have to reschedule those games in case Vancouver couldn't get up here. But uh, but things are starting to look better there. Well, promising, and, according to the minister. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he, um, supposed to have a news conference today, I think the minister said, to bring everybody up to hear what's happening to Coca-Cola because it sounds as if it sounds just basically the weather has been cooperating more than anything else uh-huh. because they always knew they could get the people there and the equipment. It was just if it's pouring buckets of rain or if you get a blizzard going through or something, that's going to slow things down. But so far it sounds but like – Apparently they're quite far ahead. Yeah. They're working faster than they had figured on. 
which which I prefer rather than them saying, okay, we're hoping to have it early open in early January, and then say, okay, it looks like it's going to be late January, even though there were no weather concerns or anything. They started by saying we're have, hoping to have it open by the end of January. Then after they worked on it for a while, they moved it to early, early January, and now they're saying it's, it may be. be open before the before the holidays. It could open before. Yeah. yeah, I found it interesting. The story in the Citizen today was from Canadian Press, and of course, it said. Travelers going from the lower mainland to the interior may be able to do so before Christmas or something like that. I was thinking, oh, and travelers from the interior going to the lower mainland can't? <laughs> but again, that's sort of the way of thinking. Yeah. It's the people in Vancouver we're more concerned about. They need to be able to get out for Christmas. Of course. But that happens. Um, oh, and speaking of Vancouver, how about them nuts? Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. But still, 5-0 and now since they uh, hired Bruce Boudreaux as the new coach. Uh, <clears throat> beat Carolina last night. Down 3-1 to one going into the third period and rallied. Yeah, but it was Columbus. Yeah. But that's still, though... Oh, Columbus. It wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't was, Carolina. Okay. I knew it started with a C. But that's <laughs> one of those games where you've got the new coach in, you've won your first four, but now all of a sudden you find yourself down going into the third period. That's the sort of game where a lot of teams sort of say, okay, we've won the four in a row. We're having a bit of a letdown today. That was going to happen. But they came out and scored three goals in the third to win it. So mm-hmm. maybe it's going to last a little bit longer. Well, their next game is uh, Saturday yeah. against Toronto. Oh, 6-0. Easy. Not a chance. Well, that's assuming the game goes ahead. Yeah. Because I think... Almost every team in the NHL, and as we were talking about a little bit earlier, off-air, every team in professional sports right now is having more COVID problems. Professional sports right now is... Yeah. Is it Calgary has had three games postponed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they would have played Toronto, but... uh... Yeah. That game's postponed. Their next two are postponed. Yeah. And I know the NBA, I think they've had a couple of games postponed and they've had a couple of others where coaches have basically said, okay, with injuries and COVID, we've only got like eight players for tonight's game, which is not great because it doesn't give you very well, much in the way of size. Calgary Flames could go a little longer because they're up to nine plus Oof. one staff, right? Wow. Yeah, I've heard a couple. Kind of depletes your yeah. Uh, lineup. Yeah. The Canucks have a couple of guys. Canucks have four now. Okay. Toronto, any word out of there? None. None. Okay. They've been lucky. Yeah. 28 and two. Yeah. But uh, no. And then over, even in England, they've had to cancel a number of soccer games, including some in the Premier League. Yeah. But what the government did was open international air because they said the Omicron was spreading anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's one of those things where I would say you could do that, but make sure that anybody traveling has, well, the vaccine passport or whatever your country's equivalent is of that. Mm-hmm. So that you can show that you've been vaccinated. Because that at least lessens the chances that you're going to have it. Although I saw Northern Health also announced that there was one Omicron case reported in Northern Health. Yesterday, I guess. Well, BC has 44 now. Yeah. But the number and, of... And uh, most of them, 37, are v- vaccinated people. Yeah. 
The nice thing for Northern Health, though, was again, according to the latest numbers, I don't have them right with me, but the number of new cases was down from the last few days, and the number of active cases is down as well. So we'll just wait and see for the next few days. That'll do it for today's show. Trudy Klassen in tomorrow, After 9. After 9 is a daily presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Echo Wiley, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. This is 93.1 